0: Mm. Welcome to the Kinky Conversations podcast, where consent is king, pleasure is queen, and exploration of sexual expression is the name of the game. And now for your host, the delicious Zachary Phillips.
1: Today on the podcast, I'm joined by Esther, a 30 year old music teacher from Australia who enjoy psychology, sociology, self-sufficiency, and neuroscience. We discuss her experiences growing up within a religious community, diving into the shame, self-doubt, confusion, and feelings of loneliness that comes when you are fundamentally different from those around you. She shares her journey of coming out of the closet and into a happy lesbian relationship, one that enables her to live her truth. We also discuss the connections between the pill and arousal, the impact of adults modelling appropriate behaviours, heartbeat fetishes, feeder kinks, and thinking yourself into an orgasm. This was a really compelling podcast, and one that I know will help many people. It's easy to feel alone, and we touch upon this in the podcast. But I know quite a few women who, after being married for some years, have to admit to themselves and their husbands that they are in fact gay and have had to subsequently leave their marriage and split up the family to find a living solution that is more in line with their core truth. People who, out of obligation to the family or the church or the state, decided to put aside, ignore, or in Esther's case, not even be aware of aspects of themselves that... When push comes to shove, simply can't be ignored. But obviously, making such a change is not easy. This conversation is quite vulnerable, and very open and honest, and one that I think you'll get a lot from. And just a reminder, stick around to the end of the episode, and I'll play you another piece from the book, Kink. Volume one. You sound good. Everything sounds good. We're golden.
0: Amazing. Yeah, I went in my car because it's the best sound booth.
1: I I used to record my audiobooks in my car until I got like a um some space to myself and work out where to put the kids and like the whole situation. So it's um
0: exactly. It's a
1: right on. It's it's a it's a lonely life. The um the uh the online uh, book narration. You, you've I saw in your notes you've written a couple of books, right? Yeah. Are you going down the self-publishing route or traditional publishing houses? How are you how are you going down that path? Well,
0: the first few were self-publishing because I just wanted to see what the process was like. It's very easy, it's very empowering actually, because you have a lot of control over the process. And then the last one I went with Balboa Press. It took so much longer because they had a project oh, really? manager that dealt with oh, everything. Lovely. If you want to just, you know, change the the font or make it smaller or bigger, it takes then another week or more when if you're self-publishing, if you're properly self-publishing, sorry, um, you can just do that instantly. You're usually in control.
1: <laughs> that's that's the path that I go down is um, I just like I get this idea of a project that I want to get done and I'm just like, you know what, screw it. Like this, this podcast, I was just like, you know what, I just feel like doing it and then because I've got the skills with the audio editing and the audio books and all of that sort of stuff, mm podcast under my back I could just throw it together and with the um the kinky um Instagram community I've got like a a plethora of of of, um connections and people that want to share their story yeah um so it's sort of like it's sort of just things sort of come together and the um self-publishing route gives you the freedom to just get your get your story out there Mm. so um so I guess on, on that topic, um, you approached me and sort of connected with me on my um, non-kinky account, mm. um, ha- fa- having found me through my poetry, poetry and then discovered. Yeah. Thank you. I, <laughs> like I want to be known for my poetry, but I fear that the more I push down this path, people are going to be like, oh, it's that sex guy that writes some poems sometimes.
0: Exactly. No, it was, it's <laughs> so the other way around. I already, yeah, I just wanted to encourage you because I already liked your poetry and was just like, whoa, if you're getting – Um, censored for whatever you're doing then keep doing it that's the right that's what people well
1: no no. so 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 what was happening was I got shadow banned on Instagram on the kink account Mm. and I've recognized the problem now I'm not sure if you're familiar with um Gary Vaynerchuk he's like a entrepreneur sort of um motivational guy that does a bunch of stuff anyway he talks about posting on on social media a lot right like just always be on there post 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 um, share your story, share your process, and just engage with people. So I'm like, right on. Like, like I just it it he 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 talks about being authentic and just be your true self, and good things come. You know, give more than you ask for. Anyway, yeah. I love I love his approach. But what I realized was happening, and the reason I got shadow banned was because I was posting and connecting and um, messaging and doing all of the things so much that Instagram thought I was a robot.
0: Mm. <laughs> um, that's that's a bit so, glorious. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's it is um so so perhaps there was like some um controversial stuff that people were uh flagging as well because there was a controversial post i say controversial in air quotes yeah. but um you know it's it's controversial when people choose to take offense um and not sort of look at the full story and maybe maybe things sort of all just came together at once and then um yeah a bit of a bit of a shadow band and hmm. um but, yeah, I, I do consider myself encouraged because when people connect um, based on the poetry and the other stuff, it really really does um, boost me because it's like that's where I want to be. Um, not where I want to be, but it's where I really enjoy spending my space and my time. It's like mm. this podcast and the poetry, that's like right on. <laughs> so yeah, it's a good it worked intersection out here.
0: so well because if you hadn't gotten banned on your other podcast Instagram page, then you wouldn't have posted about that on your poetry page and I wouldn't have seen it.
1: See, this is this is exactly it serendipitous. <laughs> now, <laughs> you you messaged me an interesting story, um, and it, it's it's. I'll, I'll let you you go into it, but um, just just right off the bat, before we get into it, I know a couple of other people that are currently going through the exact not the exact oh, story, but like a very very awesome. similar situation. So, like when you say like you know, I think you said um, collective consciousness to heal the shame. Um I can already recommend a couple of people that I'll send it straight to because mm. it's it's like literally they're going through it right now. So with that lead in um yeah feel free to just get straight into it and we can um question and go off topic and back into yeah. it and You're not alone. We have a little bit of a narrative. No one's alone. Yeah. That's the thing like we're discovering no matter what you're into no matter what your life experience is there are so, there are people out there that are living it or have lived it and you're not alone. Mm. So with that lead in um <laughs> let's um let's do this.
0: All right. I'm ready. If you have some okay. formulated questions from what I've written, Whew. otherwise I can
1: <laughs> No, um I, I was I was curious. I can I can I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll I'll have a read I'll read your message out and then we can bounce from there, shall we? Does, yeah. that, does that sort of work?
0: So yeah, yeah right, well, just my well,
1: little <laughs> Your little your little spiel. Little spiel. <laughs> so you message. I'm just screwing back to it. You messaged me saying that over the past 2 years have been quite huge mm. you were raised christian and was conditioned to deny your humanity and finally in 2020 it came to a head when you had to leave your husband and come out as gay mm. the process to accepting love and sex was layered so there's a lot i want to um <laughs> <laughs> i want to sort of drill down upon and question there um and feel free to like if if something seems more significant jump in because like I can only ask from my perspective but you might like no having lived
0: exactly. or living
1: this experience. Mm. So I guess I guess the um the the interplay between religion and sexuality um and sort of homosexuality is one sort of avenue that I'd like to go down. Mm. And I suppose the 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 aspect of sort of self-realization um you know like did you always no, but you were denying it due to the, the the family past, or was it like a a change, or how did you come to terms with being gay, if that makes sense? Mm. And and then and then once you sort of realised that yourself, you're now finding yourself in a situation that's um not uh not in line with who you now are or yeah. who you always have been, I suppose.
0: And that's a so very feel common free to talk story. on any of that. Yeah. So yeah. I, <laughs> I always knew. I I was such a gay little kid, like from two years old. I I was two when I remember having my first crush on a lady at church. She would have been a babysitter and someone that just paid attention to me. And the craziest Hmm. thing was that um, my mum was actually worried about this relationship, even as a two-year-old. So we actually changed churches. She was quite concerned that something might happen. And who knows? Maybe it did. I don't know. I just remember thinking she was beautiful (laughs) Mm. and so we changed churches and that was like the beginning of sort of trying to divert me away from what would have naturally developed and I would have been very gay. I was very happy and open about my crushes on women, had a crush on a church missionary when I was six, then a few church singers Always, yeah, just women up the front in church. I I thought they were beautiful. I wanted to be close to them. I wanted to cuddle them and love them. And the way that my mom managed to divert my feelings was just like, oh, you look up to these women. You want to be like them. So then I Hmm. emulated them, which took me further away from myself. So I became like these women instead of being able to admit to myself that I just had crushes on them.
1: Mm, rather than trying to be with them or, you know, the kid's version of that, you yeah. tried to become them.
0: Well, so even and thinking that yeah. it was possible to be with them. How different life would have been if I even knew women could marry women.
1: So so that's there's, – there's variations of Christianity. Mm. Um, depends on how, like, um, fundamental or how, how – um, uh, I'm not sure of the right word here, but like there's there's sort of degrees of um, conservativeness with Christianity. Mm. Um, and obviously it's within each church, different members will sort of be different levels of conservative. So it sounds like there's more towards the conservative side of Christianity is your upbringing and experience.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. It's sort of the Hillsong style, charismatic, evangelical. They're very conservative, even though they're quite Materialistic, they can be quite competitive when it comes to making sure you have your blonde tips and your ripped jeans all correct.
1: Really, Mm. it's 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 an interesting dichotomy there when you when you look at the interplay of um, what they value and what they don't value. Mm. I I find it funny. Like I've got a sort of a pet theory about religion about God that people's you know you use Jesus or whatever Mm. whatever God people believe in, but it always seems like Jesus is. Just a touch more moral than you are, the believer. <laughs> just a touch more righteous. Mm. Um, you know, just something to like. You know, believes everything I believe, but just a little bit better than I am. Mm. And no matter who you speak to, it seems like that's what they characterise the religion as. So if they're like, "Oh, this is what I believe," and look, they'll, they'll pull from the Bible and be like, "Hey, this is this is this is proof." But I'm, you know, I'm not quite there. Not me. I'm, I'm close though. You know,
0: <laughs> that's good. I like that.
1: It's a it's a pet theory, but it's like if, if and if people are too far down, it's like no no, you're extreme. And if they're not if they if they're yeah. not close enough to you, it's like mm, you haven't quite got it yet. You've got to be like right in this middle bound of
0: yeah. Your theology right is close. shaky. You're a backslider. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all all um, it's interesting. My my partner's the the daughter of an Orthodox priest awesome. now he um she moved out of home quite early and Good sort of practices a um a self <laughs> practices a, a a form of like um sort of personal christianity or personal religion but she looks at the um the orthodoxy and the uh the 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 just the absolute squashing and the shame and like all of that sort of stuff and i sort of the longer i'm with her the more i see the the ramifications you know in in all aspects of life so it's it's something that I definitely want to unpack you talked about um talking about the the idea of like collective consciousness healing this shame can can you continue continue your journey so your mum moved churches quite quite young you you're realizing that like doesn't matter that you got moved you're still seeing these people and like still being attracted to them right like it's not it's not like she can remove all the women so did she think that this initial babysitter was like abusive or did she see your reaction to them was like a bit a bit like off like what was yeah it'd be interesting
0: to talk to her about that I have a couple of times Mm. Uh, she was just concerned that something might happen Someone Whether that be consensual or unconsensual, I'm not sure' consensual
1: because it's like you know on the on the one hand, like you wanna like commend a parent for like you know protecting a kid yeah. if they're if they're concerned about Very abuse much. of either gender right, fair enough um oh, and
0: that's the problem as well, they don't care about abuse that happens by males, that's all swept under the rug
1: uh, that can happen <laughs> it's 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 a distortion. Of yeah. of reality, I feel because you're denying. I mean, I don't know. You can get into the weeds on on the theology, and it's like it's easy to sort of nitpick it without having the the alternative voice speaking up for religion. But like, if 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 God made you, and God God's um, omnipotent, and omnipotent, and sort of knows everything, then He made mm. you the way you are. Thus, either He chose you to be this way, or He's doomed you to 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 be a sinner off the bat. So it's like, it, you can't have it both ways. You know, like...
0: That's the shame. That's how they get everyone in shame. Because if you shame anything, like having genitals, being <laughs> gay, something that like cannot be changed, then you get to have basically the whole of humanity feeling unworthy and sinful.
1: What's, what's the end game? I, I just... Is it i just think a- transhumanism a- <laughs> no no as in what's 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 what do they get from just collectively shaming everyone is it like uh, like i'm not going to kink shame <laughs>
0: but <they're>, it's <laughs> oh so maybe that's their kink i think they want everyone in a low vibration
1: you reckon it's they're just just pushing yeah. people down and just not not letting them express their full totality it's like if you've if you find happiness in the physical then you won't yeah. in the metaphysical right
0: yeah I wonder where it started. I have no idea, perhaps jealousy, but yeah if you can keep people in shame, there's no way they're gonna become any sort of spiritually transcendent mm. Not until they get over it
1: it's It's funny it's like it seems like the the moment people start speaking out and speaking these deep truths, they're shunned right like you you mm. you know you look at people amazing people, and the moment they start speaking out or like sort of. Crossing the narrative, whatever the narrative is, it's like could be the political narrative, it could be the the religious narrative, whatever it is. People start speaking up and saying, "Hey, here's some here's some truth," and they Mm. get a lot of pushback, and it's um, it's it can be risky.
0: That's why it's important for us to add our voice to the conversation because while we're relatively unknown, Mm. we can get this stuff around. And if you had a big following or a career, mortgage, whatever, like sort of tying you to the mainstream narrative it would be a big sacrifice but for us it's just trying to be authentic and helping everyone else get there too
1: that that's exactly it like i i have a i'm curious like my my thing is just exploring curiosity um hmm. and if i don't understand something i want to understand it and i won't sort of give a strong opinion on anything because it's like i don't i don't feel i will ever or i don't at the moment know enough about any one topic and You know, like you see people. People. I agree. Give,
0: I get that. Yeah.
1: It's it, it's so easy to give, like, to see people giving strong opinions on everything. Like, back to mm. the, the religious thing, I find mm. it quite rich. I don't know the right word, but just outlandish that
0: yeah.
1: that that people can sort of speak for God, as in God says that you know two two men or two women shouldn't have sex. Like, like does God mm. like like where like. And even if like, So
0: if you find that out at the age of very, very little, and you think, "Oh well, if two men and, or two women sleep together, they're going to hell," you're never going to develop into the sort of person that you know would even risk that.
1: Well, of course, and like, you know, young kids believe what they're told. Like yeah, if you're a hundred percent, like I've got a couple mm-hmm. of young kids. My youngest is like five and a half. Um, and, mm-hmm. and like, I could tell, like, he's pretty, he's pretty smart. He questions, but it, which I I really appreciate and he, he will, you know, dig down, but it comes to a stage where he just accepts, you know, they accept, they accept what they're told at school. They accept what they're told, you know, in a community aspect, like a church or like, mm-hmm. you know, what, what my friends are talking about. Like, it's just, what I, you know, I I was playing music for him whilst I was exercising, and the music that I'm playing for him, he thinks that's good music. Now it's my choice mm. in music. I think it's good music, but like <laughs> he, he doesn't know better, right? So then if you, no, if you exactly. If, if you superimpose that saying like the literal creator says this about that, and, and he's now going like, but hang on, I don't, that doesn't gel with me. There's like this friction that can come at a very early age, right? Mm.
0: Yeah, you don't, I was a very, um, Probably naive and I would have just believed everything. At that point, all of the information was going in, and then because I was in the church environment so much, a couple of times on Sunday, usually at least one more time during the week. Oh really? Okay. I, okay. So lot- I absorbed that superiority of, you know, being morally better than a regular human that's going around satisfying their base desires.
1: And now look at you, satisfying your base desires.
0: Oh yes, <laughs> hungry and I want to eat. <laughs>
1: See, you, you, you mentioned that, like this, this sort of like years of sexual repression that you're sort of yeah. now sort of stepping into that space. So, given that it's a kinky conversation podcast, I want to go down that path as well. We've
0: just been talking about Jesus. Is that kinky enough oh, for you, people?
1: No, in the in the oh. previous, the one that's going to be up um, in the previous one, we went into um, the idea of the self-flagellating monks in the Middle Ages, the walking around. Mm. <laughs> that, so, so it's not it's not necessarily off topic. It's um, we'll, we'll bring. it think back
0: might have a religion kink.
1: <laughs> I don't think I don't know what like with, a, with a, the daughter of a priest wife and the um, the, the discussion. By, oh like,
0: man, that's just adding to it. I can't deny it. Now. I
1: I have many kinks. <laughs> um, I, I fear that like over time with this podcast, it's going to just slowly people will piece together my psyche, and then
0: <laughs> yeah, no, you're getting us to do the legwork for you.
1: Well, look, one of the um, I've got a Patreon up, and one of the benefits I'm going to put out there once there's a few more members will be. Um, I'll sort of raffle the idea of someone interviewing me and sort of put the questions out and then sort of throw it back. So like I'll have a guest Mm. on whoever wins the raffle will be able to interview me. So really sort of dig into whatever, whatever they want down my path, right?
0: Oh, but honestly, it'd be coming out anyway. Like you're being authentic. You're engaging with people. I think if you watch all of the podcasts back, you'll be able to see. Oh, oh,
1: it's it's terrifying and awesome at the same time. Your (laughs) subconscious (laughs) mind. Well, look, it's a curiosity because like there's things that I know that I like, but like from an intellectual perspective, I, I I appreciate the curiosity. Before we before we move on into more into your story, I just wanted to sort of just mm. tie up a point of the of the speaking for God. Right? Mm. People will speak for God and say it's like, oh, you know, God said this, and they 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 cite the Bible as proof, right? Mm. But even like, I'm not saying it is, but let's just assume the Bible is true, quote unquote. the mm-hmm. The person's ability to interpret it is human, right? So even if the words are true. 100 authentic they're being interpreted through a fallible human mind and then projected into the space with fallible language and interpreted by other fallible humans so even if the book is perfect it's still an imperfect interpretation so it's like i can't no matter how i pass it and i'm i'm, I'm willing yeah. to have a discussion with anyone like let's let's debate mm-hmm. this but like even if it says it in the book and i can read the book i'm still human so it's still not going to be perfectly inputted into my brain i don't know and maybe. did you um
0: <laughs> maybe i'm <laughs> wrong like,
1: what do i know i'm just like like i said i'm an imperfect human that has limited knowledge thus have thus you I'm thought about curious. that
0: for a while or did you just think that then Is that like a little-
1: no i i um i've i've pondered i ponder everything um You've and that. Yeah. it's it's one of these things because like you can't you can't go through life without um brushing up against religion you know and mm-hmm. in this in this space that i'm in um i'm you know before like you know m- the mental health space um and like the poetry space and like you know like mm-hmm. you know it's 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 a motive and like the 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 deep questions bring you towards spirituality in some sense you know and spirituality brings you towards well okay well have i considered the the truth of mainstream religions and then it's like, well, okay, um, you know, so, that's, so then you go down, it's like, well, what about, you know, like my my family is nominally Christian, so I should explore there. And then do I see truth? Well, I see some truth, but I see a lot of problems. And, you know, it's just sort of like contemplating all of this sort of stuff. I spend a lot of time And you're like,
0: well, I like the chips from KFC and I like the burgers from Macca's and I like the sides from <laughs> Red Rooster. <laughs> you can put all the religions together.
1: I I fully endorse that. Choose your own religion. Choose your own kinks. Yeah. Choose your own life. And like- I don't know. Like in the same way that, like, I think religion should be treated the same way you treat, like, like kinks and sexuality, right? Like, do what you like, practice what you like. Just don't, don't, like, non-consensually shove it down my throat, right? Like,
0: (laughs) honestly, I wish that that's just all we need. If there's any overarching message, everyone is just desperate to learn over the last two years. It's you do you.
1: Well, you do you. I I see a value in like a, a, like, like, like a higher ideal, like. Like have, have you moved fully away from religion or have you still got like no. a – So so how do you pass the, the um, difference between your current life and lifestyle and beliefs and viewpoints mm. with your like childhood Christianity because they're not necessarily congruous?
0: Um, well, the childhood <laughs> Christianity was church. It was rules. It was a lot of judgment and a lot of um, – feigned spirituality, I suppose. And so I actually became an atheist. Mm. I called myself an atheist from about 17 to 27. So probably a 10 year period. I was an atheist, but I still went to church a lot. Loved the music, loved the people, didn't believe in God, was very um, probably offended by some of the messages because they just, didn't fit with my worldview anymore but then I started to have some spontaneous spiritual experiences later in my 20s and now you know I value the divinity with inside myself Mm. I think that humans are perfect the way they are sex is the reason we're all here we should enjoy it and that's made me feel more godly than ever I feel like a goddess I celebrate myself and other people and yeah that feels more Christian so so yeah, I
1: was going to say like is does it sounds similar to what my partner sort of describes like a um like you, you sort of see, speak in similar words here, which is sort uh-huh. of identify as like a um almost like an individual um uh, like a like an individual Christian like um or like a do you still do you still sort of hark yes. back to the Christianity or is it more of for a spiritualist approach?
0: Exactly, that just within the Christian circles always sort of gets you. Shelved as woo woo.
1: Oh, of course. No, 100%. Like, it's, um, I'm seeing it like vicariously happening, like, um, and it's, it's, um, And I'm like saying, I'm like, you've, you've, you've got a connection yourself. Like you, you practice, you pray, you've got this deeper level thing yourself. And like those other people be damned, like they can practice or not practice. They can do it. Mm. They can connect or not connect. Maybe they're getting something. Maybe they're not. That's nothing to do with you. Just, just, just enjoy your own spirituality and live your own life to your fullest because that's you know, whatever that is. And if 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 people judge you, then they're not really meant for your life, right? You know, like just no, move, move exactly. on. No, exactly.
0: So if, if you've got a relationship with God and you're really happy, then you can live out of integrity to the point that people can judge you, people can shame you, ostracize you, cut them out of their circles, and you're like, you know what, it's okay.
1: You live in your truth.
0: Yeah, and you feel good inside rather than guilty and that sort of people-pleasing like, oh, no. They I, don't
1: like me. I think I'm um, I like that approach. Um, even if you just even if you take away this spirituality perspective and just like living true to your own personality, your own beliefs, true. your own ideals, like going down going down this path of the kinky conversation stuff, the um the, the kinky Instagram and even just the poetry before that and the mental health stuff before that. It's like I'm putting myself out there and yeah. it's it's actively driven people away. Um but it's actively brought a lot of people in and like, you know, and that's beautiful and it's sort of opened me up and I've realised that like I can just talk to people and express my Mm. truth in that moment because it's like if you're expressing your truth in, Mm -hmm. in every sense of the word, you don't have to act. It's like this is me, accept me or not, and I don't care if you accept me or not. Like if someone's listening to this and they're like, oh, fuck that guy. Whatever, like, like, fine. I don't, I don't care. Like, just go away. Like, it doesn't. It literally then it doesn't, doesn't
0: actually hurt because it doesn't. It's you learn to flow with the tide. You let what mm. comes comes and what goes go. It's cool.
1: Okay, so, so how do we, mm. how do we get to this space? You've gone from Christian um, upbringing, childhood, with into the atheist sort of um, young adult, mm. into sort of a self acceptance in a um, inner spirituality um beacon of like let's let's go and um <laughs> embrace the sexuality mm. now how do we make that journey how do you how do you come to terms with it how do you realize it
0: how do you make that journey you i definitely would have gone into the closet so hard that even i didn't really know because i was so um scared of getting pregnant i wanted to get a husband so i was on the pill for years and i think that really really diminishes your libido if not makes it disappear completely so I was on the pill from 15 to 23 and by when I went on it it was so early in life I'd never actually felt sexual desire
1: Hmm. so I
0: didn't know what I was missing out on and once I got married then I went off the pill Hmm. and then I was like oh no I'm starting to feel some feelings not in the direction i would like it to be
1: oh no so i've I've heard this before like obviously you know we're, we're chemical creatures our brains are chemical right yeah and 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 you know women's cycles directly impact their um the the, the yeah. chemicals in a way that men's don't so they'll they'll describe and maybe you can attest to this but you'll be aroused in certain times and then Unaroused in other times, or like you know the you know the the cliche sort of moody thing, but it's like you know if you take something like the pill or like antidepressants or like all of these sort of things it impacts your brain chemicals yeah. and thus impacts your sexuality and if if yeah. you were asexual or not that sexual and then you come off them and you realize oh that that women, those women over there um yeah ooh,
0: oh and there's a little bit to it as well because when you're studying and I, I did a couple of degrees when you're studying you're really in your left brain as well so you're not connected to your body and things were going wrong in my body because of the pill, and I was throwing up every month. But I didn't want to be pregnant. I obviously didn't want to – I wasn't ready to come out or accept that part of myself. So I really just lived in my brain. Mm. My brain. I My whole humanity was from the neck up.
1: <laughs> so just, just, a, just a disconnect.
0: Yeah, and that's interesting because I think as a society, from really early on, we put kids in these little – little stiff outfits that are exactly the same and we sit them away from each other and we're just like, you will worship the brain. It doesn't matter if you need to pee. It doesn't matter if you'd rather not be here. It doesn't even matter if you're like bored. If you act up in any way, there's something wrong with you.
1: Mm. See, Then <laughs> yeah, worship yep. the brain. I I used to be mm. in high school, very, very left brain, like maths sort of stuff I loved it mm. and now like I couldn't like I don't know what happened but there was a time like I did uni I did psych business at uni and psychology yeah. is half um statistics and a lot of businesses mm. as well yeah. and it's like you know and then after that I don't know what happened but I'm like you know what let's go hard right brain like poetry connection relationship oh, I symbolism. Did the same thing. And it's yeah. I feel so much happier it's sort of like it's like oh this is and you know like don't get me wrong like if you're into that sort of stuff great but like I think I, I I I gravitated towards it because my childhood was so um, turbulent and like there was issues there that like maths was a sense of stability. It's like two plus two always equals four. There's no interpretation. It's yes. like you, you know the rules. You, you 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 get an equation. You've got the rules. You get the answer, and you exactly. get rewarded for being a good boy and doing your maths good, right? And I <laughs> could, you know like that's that's I think that's what it was. It's was like maths makes sense, yeah. whereas symbolism and feelings you know like mm. it's confusing and like I mean, maybe you can relate to this I'm sure you can like if you're mm. if you're turning turning the camera inwards and you're really realizing there's a disconnect here you very much want to turn it away right
0: yeah mm. and it's funny because it's i think feelings are only confusing because we are hopefully there's no more generations that are like this but we are generally taught to ignore our feelings and shut off from our emotions pretty early Probably from nine months onwards, they start getting you to not feel your feelings. So we know nothing about it. We don't know how to comfort each other. We're chucked in schools with way too many peer age kids, mm. and not enough teachers to actually model healthy emotional processing and relating. So all we get is behaviour management.
1: I am right on board. I was a teacher. I was a teacher back in the day, and.
0: Ah. Like, okay. a, like, a, like
1: a high school teacher and I, I recognized early on that they the uni was teaching us like the higher order stuff, like the stuff that you're describing that we should do. Mm. But the realities of being a teacher in a classroom was Ooh. behavior management was like you had to ramp that up 100% and I found yeah. that like, okay, I had to have behavior management skills and engagement skills. So, Mm. and then, and then like you had to teach the content and you've got like 25 to 28 kids and it's a, it's a nightmare and like try and do anything like, like, like that actually matters. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, exactly. They they make, they make it seem like learning this, this slightly new little theory is super important, but it's like, there's a kid over there that's, you know, their parents are getting a divorce. There's a kid over there whose dad's going to jail. There's, there's a kid Mm. over there who's um, you know, like, like had a, had a terrible sexual experience and doesn't know how to process it. Like that's all happening in the classroom. And I'm there like, Hey, like, let's learn this thing. And you're like, like, of course they don't give a shit. Of course it's, you know, it's just, it's this absolute disconnect.
0: And how do we think that we can just ignore that entire part of people's humanity? And then there's not going to be issues sexually in relation. Uh,
1: It's, it's, it's hard. Like being, being a parent now, I'm doing my best to model, um,
0: Mm. The
1: the the best thing I've I've discovered is just if I make a mistake just apologize just own it just be like yeah oh like, isn't I, that
0: scary at first it's well, a practice
1: it's it is you but it's just like,
0: wish that there could be a day when you'll be perfect and you'll have to you won't have to keep apologizing to hey, your kids but it never happens well,
1: it, it's more like but it's, it's 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 apologize when I make a mistake it's explain mm. the reality of you know, why I'm saying and doing what I'm doing and sort of yeah. treat them like adults. And like, like to bring it back to like the sex and sexuality thing, it's the same thing mm. with partners, right? Like if you're, if you're playing with a partner and you cross a limit, apologize, mm. like it's, it's, you're a human, like, yeah, this is, this is what happened. This is why let's talk, right? Like, mm. you know, treat each other with respect and talk it through and then you get there, right? Like it's, it's, That's so
0: important. Because if you model that for your kids, then they'll apologize to someone in the bedroom later on when they cross a line and it won't be abnormal. Whereas these days, I think people shut down and they get really shamey or blamey, maybe even aggressive. And it's just so messy because probably, yeah, parents were too insecure to teach these sort of skills.
1: Look, it's it's a combination thing. It's like cycles and all of that sort of stuff. I, I that too. like it's just it's 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 so multifaceted. But yeah, I think the best way that we can do it is like like with these discussions is just just mm-hmm. model model the behavior, share the stories. I want to dig into the the the, the sort of nitty gritty here. Um so you're married for how long?
0: Five and a half years, but we were together for nine years. So basically my entire twenties.
1: So 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 you're you're together for like say nine and a half nine and a half years, right? Mm. You're you're having sex with with a man with your partner. Yeah. <laughs> um I'm imagining like was it was it enjoyable? Did you did you get off on that? Or was it sort of just going through the motions? Like how how was the sex the sex free like feel free to like sort of not not um <laughs> not go too deep into things, but like I'm imagining that um with women that you're you know attracted to you'd Mm. be far more um it'd be far more uh entertaining so to speak
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh well that's the thing uh I I still very much loved women and I had some friends I snuggled as close as I could with but (laughs) I probably at least at that point didn't even know I was doing it had no idea what was happening so I was going through the motions I'd gotten into sex pretty early as a as a way to be driven places. It's a very easy favor when you're a teenager, Hmm. hand job for a drive, hand job for a wine. And so I was very robotic about it. So whether I enjoyed it or not, I don't think I was there. I think I was Hmm. very, very skilled very early on at dissociating. So not only would it have not mattered if I was with a man or woman, I mean, I wasn't there mentally. yeah like enjoyment it was more about i'm doing the thing this is what the humans in relationships do and i'm doing it and i was fascinated with sex i was very interested in it but i didn't do it for any turn-ons and especially early on like i never came because i obviously wasn't attracted to men hmm
1: so so doing it more as a means to an end as opposed to the end itself
0: yeah, just as an activity, like it's sort of like if you've watched your parents or relatives smoke, you just you do the action because you've seen it done.
1: Hmm. With yeah. I want to I want to continue down there. I just want to just bring up something like when you're saying like it's it's an easy it's an easy trade off as a as a teen. Um. Mm. Were were these trade offs? Um. Sort of like pre arranged. Or was it sort of like an implied, an implied thing that sort of just happened? Like it's like, oh hey, you know, if you drive me here, I'll, like like you know, I'll drive you here if you give me this sort of thing. Or was it more like you drove? Yeah, me Yeah, I here, think so it's
0: a bit more. Um, how,
1: how did the? I'm always curious about the practicality of how these things happen. So was it you know how how does how does one um how does that arrangement come about?
0: I think it's more of a implied thing. You sort of know what's going on. You know the expectations. Hmm. And you can tell when someone is quite opportunistic, so yeah it's a dog dog world when you're in a sort of low consciousness dissociated level with people, so you know what's going on
1: yeah i i can I can relate to the the going through the motions aspect of things um mm. down a different path, but just just in that state of um yeah low consciousness dissociativeness so' you're going through life but not quite there. It's sort of like you're watching yourself from yeah. afar, just doing the thing and then not quite. Yeah, living. and you
0: know you don't want to. I think I can remember now because this is a pretty long time ago. I'm mm. 31 now. So let's say mid-early teens. I just don't remember. I don't <laughs> remember very much, which is wonderful. But, <laughs> yeah, I definitely would have been wishing I didn't have to, but that was the expectation.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, so you're, you're doing things with, with your, with your partner, Mm. but not quite present to it. You're going through the motions.
0: Yeah. And you're really just like, I have to do this. And it (laughs) makes you quite depressed. Like I was a very depressed teenager.
1: I can imagine so. And like in, into a marriage as well wouldn't be um, the most satisfying if you have to Mm. have to uh, continue down that path of going through the motions that you're not even sure why you're not enjoying it. Like, Mm. was there a, was there a feeling of like I okay, I'll I'll rephrase. When did you realize that you were gay or that this wasn't for you or like what was there a moment? Was it like a gradual thing? How how did you how did you come to this realization?
0: Oh, there's so many ways I could answer that because of course I knew at 2 years old. Yeah, um. so, okay,
1: like yeah, so so like you knew, but <laughs> like when did you sort of I suppose step into that space then? Or like, what was there a? Well, we step into that
0: space was really late, and I possibly just I didn't want to believe it. And then at the end of the day, even if I knew I was gay, I, I was brought up with misogynistic views, and I'll admit it. So I didn't respect women. So it doesn't even matter if I was attracted to their bodies. I didn't trust or respect any enough to actually get in a out relationship and be like, I'm gay and I'm with this woman. Hmm. That just seemed like an impossibility. And then I read a study, so let's get into science. (laughs) Go for it. So um, primarily sexual studies are done by putting that little basically cock ring on and seeing the dilation, but this particular one was done with pupil dilation. Hmm. So you can't lie. So when you're watching pornographic material, do your pupils dilate or not? So it turns out, gay men's pupils dilate to men, so gay men are gay. And s- straight men, yeah, straight men dilate to women, so straight men are straight. And gay women are gay; they dilate to women. <laughs> and then we've got surprising, right? <laughs> so bi- bisexual men, even if they say they're bi. By and large, they actually do dilate in a very clear direction.
1: Oh, really? And so
0: they actually, in the discussion section of the paper, they were like, well, perhaps it's that um, they're extroverts and they're quite open to experience. So Mm. they will actually have sex with either gender, but they're very clearly obviously attracted to one. But, yeah, straight chicks. Here we go. Straight chicks dilate to both. So when you hear people say everyone's bi, it's just straight chicks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
1: so so I was gonna say that, like would you identify as as like lesbian or, or Yeah, bi? so
0: that's when I realized I had a category and it's okay, I am gay. Well, because I'd met so many women I didn't trust, because they were straight, but they would flirt for validation or they'd make out with women and nights out, but have a boyfriend. And mm. I just I didn't know what was happening. There's no point that I thought you know, any women that I had ever liked wouldn't go back to men if they found a bad enough boy. Ooh, okay. And then, yeah, I I read that pupil study and I was like, okay, gay women really do exist. I can't keep hiding any. I am gay. Gay, 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 gay. <laughs> ah,
1: I like it. It brings me so much like the inner nerd in me. It's like, no, no, like what what finally tipped you over the edge is reading a <laughs> study on
0: <laughs> A journal article on oh, oh, oh. pupil studies.
1: That is brilliant. Um, <laughs> it's sort of, I like that it's sort of, it's like, no, like, so So you didn't feel that lesbians existed until, like, it was sort of like, it was the, the misogyny, mm. the upbringing sort of yeah. completely pushed that so down that it's like, not only like, it's not, you're not that thing, it's that that thing doesn't exist
0: Oh, exactly. Oof. How
1: layered? <laughs> wow, that's that's that is layered. You said you said that it's, there's some layeredness here. That is um that is some layering, because because yeah. it's one thing to deny, like to to be told like you know don't be gay, but it's another thing to mm. be like no no gayness doesn't exist. Like, Phew. yeah, yeah, powerful. Okay, so you read you read the pupil dilation study. You check into the fact mm. that gay women exist, and you are one of them. Yes, but you're still married.
0: Oh yeah, well, for like one more day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do share, please.
0: That study worked well.
1: Do Do you have a link to Desired that? Desired
0: outcome do, achieved.
1: Do, could, if If you can pull that study up, um, link it to me, and I'll chuck it in the show notes I because I feel yes. like I feel like after this discussion, a few people might be like reading this study, going, "Okay, this is the catalyst. Get ready, buddy."
0: <laughs> Imagine if this journal article goes viral.
1: <laughs> I, look, I hope it does. Um, only for the fact of just just bringing people's truth because like it sounds like yeah. you're in a far more present less associated happier state like regardless of who you're fucking mm. like i don't care just like just like embrace happiness right so yeah <laughs> okay so <laughs> you read your study mm. um which will yeah I'll, I'll remind you to send me the link and we'll, we'll chuck it in you read your this study. this is gonna
0: be great it's <laughs> gonna have like article (laughs) citations at (laughs) the end of this podcast
1: i i um it's funny like some podcasts like a few i've given people homework for um Mm. um and and reminders and stuff it's it's the teacher in me is um is expressing himself in a way that's um i didn't think i didn't uh you know so if anyone's got like a teacher or a professor kink i've got the beard growing now we can um we can lean into that
0: we'll (laughs) get into the teacher kink because the thing is i left my husband for one of my uni students
1: Oh no! Okay. Oh, all right. Boom. We're on the
0: kink channel. All right. There is on. nothing sexier than the teacher-student dynamic.
1: All right. I'm I'm writing that down because I'm coming back to that. Actually, let's let's. I want to tie up the um. <laughs> I want to tie off the uh, the discussion of how you moved into this space, and then we can go to the teacher-student mm. thing because that's um that's a level of naughtiness that we need to explore. So oh yeah. So you read the study, then you. You said like a day, basically a day later. Do share how did you how did you go through this process?
0: Uh, well, the hardest thing is there was no problems in my marriage. I mm. would almost say it was perfect. It was exactly what I wanted. I think him and I, when we met, we were both early twenties, like twenty for me, twenty two or nineteen for me, but twenty when we started dating. Um, and it was a really peaceful life. And then as I just accepted that I was gay and got really, really, you know, sure about it. I didn't even want him to kiss me. And he he had a beard or even if he didn't have a beard, he was quite a hairy fellow. <laughs> Sorry.
1: That's okay. Men are and hair. It's really
0: it's really scratchy and it had been something that had really been bothering me for a while. And I just snapped. So he tried to kiss me and I was just like, I can't do this anymore. That was like my integrity standing up for myself. Just going, okay, damn, the right thing to do now is to not keep this going, Mm. not to keep holding him back from having someone open and receptive, and keep getting my face scratched up with whiskers and (laughs) like it was just so innocent and cute.
1: I say you you said this to someone having a full beard, um, so. I, I like that I like the idea of standing up for yourself it, it's it's sort of like mm. the you, you your 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 husband sounds like an innocent like the innocent mm. victim of like yes. it's it's it sucks for him like it's not it's not fair yeah. on, on him that that such um expectations and and shame and like layering and all this stuff is placed on you to the extent that you get into a relationship with this person and not meaning any um, mm. Any, any, you know, it's like it's a, like you said, like you, it's a perfect relationship. You're like friend, like you know, like it's, it's, yeah, but it's not, yeah. It's we not have like, a
0: lot in common. We're friends, uh, and it just sucks because if I had been raised to accept my gayness, then I wouldn't have had to break his heart. So that's why this conversation mm. and conversations like this are just, yeah, priceless.
1: And that's and that's the sad thing. Like, there's yeah. more heartbreak because of the shame, like. You know, like you, you've suffered yourself coming to terms with who and what you are, and mm. in that process, have inadvertently caused heartache, and that's like it's yeah. a, it's a double shame, you that's know. Not like fair. no, and mm. like you could have, yeah, not you, you, you. I think you said you don't have yeah. kids, right?
0: I don't have kids, and that was another thing. It was my dad's sixtieth, sort of around the time that I was about to break up with him. And I knew that I I wasn't going to have kids and go down that route. And at my dad's 60th, he was like, Oh, isn't this great? We got a big backyard, gonna have heaps of kids in it. And I was just like, I've gotta pull the plug on this. Oof. I can't keep thinking I'm gonna one day wake up and suddenly want kids.
1: Mm. You sort of knew. Yeah. So, okay, so let's let's get to the juicy bits of the uh- art. <laughs>
0: All
1: right, so can you describe your first experience with a female like or sex, sexual experience with a female? Or like the the comparative the 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 either the internal feelings you could go down like what what you did or how you hooked up or take it any way you like but I'm imagining it would be significant in some capacity.
0: In some capacity but it's also quite layered as well because I was it took like it has taken a couple of years since me coming out to even really understand sex and feel within my body sex. So that's why coming on here is quite perfect because I was kinky. I didn't need sex. I've never watched porn to get off. I got my kicks sort of like um, subversively. So I, plenty of times before I actually had sex, I had a a lovely lady friend I used to cuddle. She let me feel her boobies a couple of times. And I had a heartbeat fetish, so I would just listen.
1: I was going to say that. Like, you mentioned a heartbeat fetish. Um,
0: yeah. I think that's how I got to develop, you know, the ability to become aroused without having to undo all the layers of Christian shame and go full, like, genitals and sex and. And plus, like when you've got the Christian shame and then the intellectual, because intellectuals can sometimes be like, mm, we are also above physical pleasures. Hmm. I was just uh, not going there. I was like, I'm above it in two levels. I don't do genital, I don't even have them. I pee sometimes.
1: Uh, <laughs> so, so, so you're saying the, um, the intellectual shame from like a professional perspective, the, the, yeah, the professional- like
0: that you just don't get horny in the library.
1: I've disagree.
0: Oh no! Don't worry. I disagree. Words are my turn on too. Um, oh man! If I can read a well written sentence, even in a journal, journal article, I will. Yeah. <laughs> so.
1: Well, uh, look, I, I um. I'm going to be honest here. I got through uni only reading abstracts and it's not because of, for lack of trying, but I struggle to read mm. digitally. So if they were physical, I would read the whole thing. But for whatever mm. reason online, I can't do it. Oh, um, uh, yeah. But I don't know, something to do with my brain. Um, I just, you know, if someone wants me to read something, I'll print it off for me. But a well-written sentence, a real, well-written word in like either fiction, poetry, nonfiction, whatever it is, if it just, if it hits, you know, it's like mm. it's like that perfect Ooh, you know, you're just like, yes, yeah. like, like th- thank you for, for um making the words go goodly.
0: Yeah, no, sometimes it takes my breath away. I I read a good sentence and I'm like, oh my God, Do you- I feel all of my humanity and passion right now.
1: Do you get that thing where you're trying to express it to someone else and then you realise you can't because for them to understand the beauty of this sentence, they had to have read the 60,000 words beforehand?
0: Yeah, there's a lot of assumed knowledge. Oh, I just- um, I hate that. I get a bit disheartened if I've put a lot of effort into writing something meaningful or something sexual, and then the recipient is like, mm, "Yeah, words aren't really my thing." I'm like, "How oh dare you!" I nearly came writing that. Damn it!
1: <laughs> it's like um, there's there's a meme that I should post. It's like um, when you send when you send your man a dope nude, and he just responds like, you know, "Good job or okay. K," you know, like it's like it's the hey. same thing. Yeah, it's like well, well done, buddy. I don't know, like I find this with the writing, like I'll put stuff out there and stuff that I'm like, oh, this is fucking like, oh, right. And I put it out there. No one gives a shit. And then I put out something that I just sort of just wafted together and I get just so much feedback. This is amazing. It's speaking to my soul. It's like all this sort of stuff. I'm like, no, appreciate the other, like this, this one, this is the thing I want you to like. That was just, that was just me stuffing around, but it's like, you can't like you can't choose what people like. They like what they like, and they they respond as they respond, and it's it can be a bit disheartening sometimes. But um,
0: yeah, it is what it is. Oh well, we've us wordsmiths have to stick together. <laughs> That's the beauty of Instagram. <laughs>
1: so okay, so heartbeat kick you you yeah. you you've so prior to so when you're with your partner you. Mm your husband at the time, but you would still like lean up against fre- um, female friends and yeah. sort of listen to the heartbeat. And that was like – Exactly. Was that like arousing or, or comforting or a bit of both? Like when where, you say heartbeat – Absolutely kink?
0: both. I think I probably have a mummy kink as well. Like like a,
1: like a like a boob kink or a breastfeeding kink or are we – what sort of – when you say mummy kink – Well, the
0: comfort of someone with a well-developed bosom, it just mm. – yeah, it feels like home. It feels I'm, like nothing's wrong in the world.
1: I'm not going to lie. I, <laughs> I love putting my face in between um, my partner's or anyone's boobs and just like just just sitting it there, not for like the section, like no, sexually is yeah. a different thing, just, just to like rest it there, like this just enveloping warmth just around my face is just is just lovely. Look, that's
0: how I want to die. I think that <laughs> that would be a good way to go, suffocating under pounds of breast flesh.
1: Breast flesh. I like that. <laughs> that needs to be a poem there. I'll call it breast flesh. Um. It's <laughs> gonna come. well if I if I write that I'll send it to you. We can we can inspire breast flesh pl- poetry. Okay. Oh
0: yeah. All
1: right. So mm. I do want to. So 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 have you explored? I'm assuming you've explored, but like, tell me if I'm wrong. Mm. The the more um uh genital based aspects of um female yeah. play.
0: Yeah. Um, and then that was hard because I um I didn't want to be penetrated at all when I was married basically my whole life i didn't want anything going in me Mm. so i'd still you know as you do for something to do i just required very little stimulation to get off and then when i fell in love with this woman who i'm now with suddenly i had like this sexual healing and for the first time even just thinking about her i was like what the hell like I'm open. I want to. I want something in me. I want to go inside myself, wow. and it was beautiful.
1: Mm. So it's it's sort of like your body was being closed this whole time, and then mm. at the thought, and then and then so so you you're you're able to be and explore and do far more
0: mm.
1: now than you ever have.
0: Like yeah, exactly. So it's lucky I didn't meet her any other time in life. Unfortunately, no one, you know not even my poor husband and I started getting like vaginismus the year we were engaged i couldn't and i had a i had an appointment at the OBGYN and an irregular pap smear and i was just like yep yeah, like it's all over fucking mm. don't put anything in me
1: <laughs> yeah and and yeah. It, so so, so no
0: one unfortunately could do that but somehow her essence <laughs> yeah. okay so
1: so have you been with other women, or is it, j- or just her?
0: Yeah, just, just her, and very slowly. Mm. Very.
1: The progression to a relationship—it was slow.
0: Yeah, yeah. We were together for a year before we even told anyone.
1: So you said that she was your student. You're, you're, you're mm. a professor, or like a, like a uni, like what? Yeah. What's the dynamic here?
0: Yeah, just a uni lecturer in a music degree so I was teaching choir and she had to take choir and so the wonderful thing was well the the wonderful thing as in it stopped us from doing anything we shouldn't um we only got three weeks together at the beginning of 2020 before uni went online and we didn't see each other all year (laughs) just just as well (laughs) you know because I was married and I wasn't ready to come out and I yeah, by the end of the year, once the semester was over and we knew, like, you know, there wasn't any of that conflict of interest stuff, it was all on.
1: I was going to say that. What's, yeah. I'm assuming there would be, like, a, a code of conduct or that sort of stuff that prohibits it yeah. or, like, advises against it. Like, I'm, you know, I was a high school teacher, so it's obviously, like, absolutely nothing, like, no, no, like, you know, don't, obviously. Um, mm. But I'm not familiar with how it works for, um, like adult education, what's the what's the etiquette? Is there like guidelines? Is there laws? Like, what's the um, what's the? Uh, what's-
0: especially in this situation, she's nine years, nine and a half years older than me, and oh, she's so older it's than just you. As okay. Well, yeah, yeah, it's just as well that I'm not a man, and she like an eighteen or nineteen year old girl. I think we'd have gotten a bit more hot water. Mm. I think the main thing is you're not meant to be teaching them, and in a relationship, yes. Or if you are, because, of course, sometimes that does still happen, and it still does happen. Now I've heard a lot of staff room banter. (laughs) Um, You just can't mark them. You can't be the one to mark their work. Things all have to be fair and above board. Makes sense. So we knew that. We waited all year to get together. We didn't even tell each other we liked each other. The fire was there straight away, and we just avoided it.
1: Uh, Do you you remember the first time you, you laid eyes upon her?
0: Well, I didn't actually have a crush on her the first time I laid eyes on her. It was it was week 3, the week before we went online. No. Jesus saved me.
1: <laughs> so, so so was was the attraction physical or mental or like personality or a bit of everything? Like like oh, what, what?
0: It felt spiritual. Mm. That's the thing that Also, made me feel so crazy, like no one's gonna believe this. It was like she looked across the room at me and she was asking a question, and all of a sudden, I just got this like zing in my soul, and I was like, I know you, I know you, we've done this before. Wow, yeah,
1: chills, that's amazing.
0: It's a pretty romantic story if it wasn't for the fact that, yeah, definitely when we got together it was hard for me to open up sexually and it was also like we both sort of had some triggers to deal mm. with, to access that intimacy and it was really hard. So but, yeah, the love was instant and the spiritual knowing was insane.
1: The spiritual knowing, can, can you speak to that a little bit more if 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 you're comfortable? Because um, I, I tend to like – trust my intuition or like sort of go i i've I've moved from being quite logical to quite intuitive um mm. as i've sort of you know left left brain maths to right brain poetry right um mm. and i tend to like sort of just yeah trust trust my intuition trust my hunches trust that sort of feelings and it it's not necessarily spiritual yeah. it's more for me it's more just it's like like I like to look at things from a, a like like this. Take the spiritual and look at it from like a non necessarily spiritual thing. It doesn't have to involve something external. It's like this is me mm. sort of introspecting and discovering my own truth, and then it's like I'm connecting to that. Um, this is like maybe the inner um, agnostic in me that's not still not quite sure where to where to sit on which all of this. Which one the, it is? Yeah. Which <laughs> one go. So I like to justify. Like I will talk to my partner and she'll like describe something spiritually, and I'm always there. Like, but the the agnostic answer to that. So. <laughs> um if you could speak to that feeling that connection that 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 spiritual zing um a little bit more i would appreciate that
0: yeah it almost feels like the call of integrity so if you'd been raised your whole life to think marriage has to be forever and it has to be with a man then staying and keeping your marriage together is right mm. but this like call of integrity is like i know this woman and she is my future now
1: hmm you just yeah. knew, you just knew that that would happen mm. did uh, have you i'm assuming you've talked to her about this um, did she have a similar feeling
0: oh yeah well, i i think she felt it straight away and perhaps for her it was definitely more physical attraction she walked into the room straight away and couldn't take her eyes off me all of that cute stuff
1: oh lovely lovely <laughs> So you're saying that she um had a uh like a more of a physical connection straight up. Um, yeah. <laughs> saw you from across the room, appreciated the way you played the instruments and was like, "Right."
0: Very much. And oh. she's one of those people that would call herself a sapiosexual. So straight up, she was just like, "Wow, she's so articulate, talented, sings beautiful. This is this is a sweet chick."
1: <laughs> tell tell me more about myself why I'm good. <laughs>
0: I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is she um was the first one to turn up as well. So she walked in the room and I didn't know she was there yet. I, and according to her, I was just sitting there thinking, wasn't on my phone, wasn't doing anything, just sitting there calmly oh. waiting for everyone to show up.
1: Look at that. And she I'll, got to
0: watch for a little bit.
1: I like, I like that, the no, seeing you in your natural habitat when no one's like, who are you when no one's around?
0: And I tried to dress down. I try and make sure I don't look attractive when I'm teaching. Like not, not bogan. So, of course, there's a level of professionalism you still have to uphold, but I was trying to make sure I wasn't attractive. Like no makeup, still curled my hair, plain black, really ugly shoes. It didn't work.
1: Ah, I think it worked just (laughs) fine. Um, It seems to have worked perfectly. Um, Yeah. Okay. So, so. Yeah, 2020 happens—the whole lockdown mm. situation, that sort of stuff. You're now mm. teaching online. Yeah, and then—and I'm
0: falling in love with her name. Her name's coming up on the screen oh. while I'm live streaming choir because I have to teach online. Uh,
1: that sounds terrible. By the way, I would have uh, loathed teaching online, but um. So, and so, I
0: really miss the students too. Of course. Just I'm, all of
1: them. I try and teach yeah. online; it's a—it's a mess. So. <laughs> Her name's popping up. You're getting heart flutters. I I wonder yes. if I wonder if like the the sort of um lockdown delayed gratification, like that sort of like teasing sort of um thing has added to the to the fire because it's like you couldn't just explore and express and stuff and you you, you could it's not it's not the traditional obviously it's not traditional, but it's uh, it's not traditional in another sense of the word. Um you you've got this attraction and now you're like sort of like being teased with it a little bit.
0: It was just as well, but yeah, we were. I think we were happy to have not had the temptation of being able to do anything, because then we can be quite proud in hindsight of sort of doing the cut and dry decision, leaving our partners ahead of time, finishing the semester, getting together. Whereas I don't know, like we were pretty attracted to each other. I don't know if we.
1: You might you might have cheated, or you might have yeah, done things might've... a bit unethically.
0: Yeah. Mm. I'm
1: um Well, I mean it's it's good to Yeah I'm like, not
0: too proud to admit that I wouldn't have, maybe.
1: Hey, <laughs> it it played out as it played out. Um you can't yeah. speak to what you you maybe maybe you would have, maybe you wouldn't have, but I find that like if you're in an unhappy relationship, what options do you have, right? You can cheat, you can break up, you can um, accept unhappiness or you can find an alternative solution in some capacity. Like they're the options, right? And that alternative solution might be to explore other people. It might be going down a whole variety of paths. But like if you don't want to hurt the person, you can't – like cheating is not an option, right? You have to find a way to break amicably, or mm. you know, like communication and that sort of stuff. So yeah, good good on you for not um not doing that because I could have soured the um.
0: Oh, yeah, like my a- husband was really, really beautiful about it. He was he understood that I was probably gonna go for it and the only thing he was concerned about was me getting hurt. That's and he lovely. was like, you know, just be be safe. Make sure this is really what you want.
1: Does do you do you guys still have a relationship, like a friendship?
0: We don't have a friendship now. We still did for a little while, and every now and then, if he needs to, he'll pop into my inbox sometimes to ask a question. Mm. So yeah, I'm sure we both still love each other. It's did just, and will.
1: It'd be it, it'd mm. be it'd be hard to pass that as well. Like a the. So you said he took it well. Mm. How how do you break that to your partner? What do you, do you come out and say like i'm just not happy with you or like you sort of you sort of went into it a little bit before but like is it like no i'm gay mm. and like it's not it's not you it's literally your gender like
0: <laughs> oh the thing is i had already told him it was the first thing i ever said to him on our first date it's just that i'd forgotten so when i re came out to him he was like dude that's like the first thing you've ever said to me so apparently on our first date i was like hey Just letting you know, I'm gay, but I want to get married and have kids. And I blocked that out, and I was feeling guilty about being gay, and yet, like, he already knew anyway.
1: He he may not have taken it fully seriously at the time. Oh, and there is
0: that element with straight guys that just, it's not a threat. Like, a woman (laughs) or two women, what's the problem? It's all great. Uh, (laughs) Ah,
1: yes. I, um... I wonder that as well. It's like, I I had a friend back in the day whose partner started doing stuff with other women and I'm like, Mm. are you, are you okay with this buddy? And like, he was doing what was like effectively like a polyamorous thing, which I am now myself. Um, Mm. I didn't understand it at the time. It was completely abnormal, but I asked him like, if this was two guys, like if if she was with another guy, would you be okay with it? You know, and there was that sort of like, "Mm," sort of response, And I'm like, yeah, Mm. like it's that same thing. It's like, oh guys, oh she's with another girl. Eh, whatever. And I'm like, it's not it's it's a bit more complex than the the genitals of the person. It's like the emotional relationship. Like
0: Yes, exactly. Like
1: like I could have sex with someone. And like, I don't feel that's as vulnerable as like having a deep and honest and open discussion or sharing my pain or like, like there's a level of Absolutely. vulnerability that's far deeper than sex in my mind. Like I can stand mm. naked in front of you and we can poke bits with friction. Mm. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> like, like, and it's fun Um, and you can definitely have like vulnerable sex and like deep connective sex, or you can like, fuck, you know, and fucking isn't vulnerable. It's not it's not like lasting. It's not f- like to me that's not threatening. I
0: don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever fucked. Ooh. I mean perhaps men in the sense of the robotic way, but I've never just gotten my basic sexual human needs met cuz now I'm this old and I'm in a relationship where we are trying to be really connective and vulnerable as humans and present and aware in our daily lives like it is love making every time whether it's a quickie on the couch or a really beautiful long session in bed
1: it depends on it depends on how but like i'm not you can fuck with someone that you're vulnerable and intimate with Right. Mm, it's sort of like, yeah, I think so. So, so like, I'm. Um, yeah, I can't speak to what you have and haven't done, but if you're, <laughs> yeah, if you're doing, if you're doing quickies and that sort of stuff, like it's like a different sort of, a different sort of feel, you know. Like if it's there to like, like we're gonna, we're gonna like do this now, as opposed to like mm. let's, let's, you know, let's embrace and explore and like go, mm. you know, deeper. Like it's sort of a different. Well, maybe feel. that
0: is the difference. So sometimes there's just the sex, and then sometimes there is the big emotional element, and you. Well, yeah, maybe that's something. Maybe that's things. something
1: to bring to your is Like, hey, have we? Have you ever just like fucked? It may, it's like it just it's, it's a it's a it's a potential um potential homework. I'll just give people.
0: Homework. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Nah. <laughs> It's. It seems fair that we probably have, and I just wasn't articulating it properly. Well,
1: well, maybe. Although I'm not convinced if you're saying maybe we probably have. I feel like you're.
0: Oh, damn! That li- sounds like such a lie, doesn't it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it doesn't sound like a lie. I think it sounds true, or um, testament to the the the, the past dissociation, right? Like it's mm-hmm. sort of like it. Like there still might be a a, a sort of a disconnect that you um are sort of I guess would be sort of opening up and exploring if if you've only just sort of like if you look at it or think about it in a sense that you know a lot of people start having sex what 15 16 18 whatever you know if you're mm. if you're two three years into this you're now like you know 18 to 20 sexually like that <laughs> that like I remember myself at 18 to 20 and I'm like you know a people I've been with and you know we weren't doing well it wasn't it wasn't sexy. Mm. It wasn't like, you know, it was all right, cool. but it, you know what and I mean? It would
0: have been weirder if it was cuz you'd you'd have to have that maturity element and you just don't.
1: Well, I think that's the appeal of like the older man or the older woman, like they can guide you. You know, it's like it's yeah. like like I'll show you, buddy. Like, you know, maybe there's that's where that kink comes in.
0: <laughs> there you go.
1: Um, <laughs> but like I look, I I can't speak to any anyone else's truth. I I, I want to. I do want to ask. Like, do you do you find other women attractive now? Like, not not that you want to be with, or maybe you do I don't know. But um, hmm. ha, do you still look at other women in the same way you looked at women? Like, you know, through your childhood, through um, teens, with a level of attraction. Do you still do you still get attracted to other women?
0: Yeah, if- I would say no. I honestly cannot believe that well i I became a one woman man I got one <laughs> itis, and it's That's like amazing. having a deeply fulfilling meal when you've just been looking at all these snacks all your life and you're sort of just um wondering which one of them would fulfill your basic human needs and gawking at their figure, wanting to sniff them and then once you get your own woman and you're out and proud about it, it feels like. Yeah, it feels like the right thing that even if someone else, you know, leans over and their tits are in your face, you can just be like, "Yeah, that's nice," but I got a whole meal at home, and that's huh. that's fine for me.
1: Wow, that's fascinating. It's like you're waiting your whole life for this one woman. It's like you weren't looking for a w- like yeah. women or like you're looking for the this singular. Well,
0: I wasn't even looking for this woman, So definitely, when I was younger, I was very voyeuristic i look down everyone's tops (laughs) that's all i could do (laughs) have you
1: okay so like if we go back to the heartbeat kink have Mm. you listened to another person's heartbeat in the same way you you did when you were with your husband have you have you explored that aspect with anyone else like haphazardly or on purpose
0: Oh, I like that it's haphazardly on purpose. I think that could be the same thing in the same sentence because basically if someone's not privy to that being your kink, you can steal it quite easily. Ooh. You just have to have a snuggle.
1: <laughs> so so you and have you, taller- you've, you've you've um you've you've heard the heartbeat of another. Yeah. And and did it did it give you the same reaction as it had prior to being with your, your current partner?
0: I think that sentence sounds confusing. Do you mean
1: as in as in did, like what you were saying when you were with your husband you would um mm. get off on the heartbeat heartbeat yeah. kink with 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 females that you were snuggling with and that sort of stuff.
0: Mm.
1: With your with your partner now. Mm. Have you does it still the heartbeats of other people does that still have a have the same Oh reaction. yeah I wouldn't
0: I absolutely wouldn't dare for some reason that's wouldn't just even, a line I don't want to cross
1: So so you wouldn't you've not you've not gone that down that path you, the only heartbeat for you is your partners
0: Yeah Oh that's so cute Which is actually hard because yeah, I, would I have a – I no well, I mean it's hard because I have quite a specific kink for unhealthy sounding ones because I had to do a lot of work on myself because I wasn't just attracted to women I was attracted to very Obese women. I basically there's no upper limit for me. I oh, have okay. to be pretty unhealthy. That's what turned me on. So this now, my partner, she's the slimmest and healthiest woman I've ever been attracted to, and I'm really grateful for that.
1: You've, you've just unlocked a whole a whole other aspect of of um.
0: Yeah, because I have a feeder kink. <laughs>
1: okay, yeah, please, please, um, which which isn't what your current partner embodies.
0: No, exact Well. She's um really she's soft enough that she's really curvy and feels absolutely beautiful to me. But yeah, she's not overweight by any means.
1: So, so the women that you were looking at being attracted to voyeuristically were quite mm. were quite large. Yes. Huh. Man, it's yeah, it's I'm
0: fascinating.
1: Oh, it's it's fascinating to me because because like you, you describe this like this moment. With your part, with with your, you know that with your now current partner that doesn't fit. Oh man! Okay, <laughs> you've um, you throw you throw a curveball a curveball my way. Um,
0: Everyone in the comments section, message <laughs> if this is something relatable. If this is relatable, I'll be surprised. No, it would be look, cool.
1: In all honesty, I guarantee you it will be because with the just just based on like you know maybe you're a statistics nerd like I am, but like we we, we see. <laughs> um we see we see the world through our own eyes so we feel very unique and alone but like, Mm. you know, maybe you've heard the studies, like everyone thinks that they're more lucky than they are, right? No one thinks they're going to get cancer or get diseases or anything like that. Everyone thinks that they're going to win the lottery. Everyone like, you know, we we have this innate bias towards ourselves. Right. But it works both ways. You feel super alone because like, Oh, you've got all of these unique things. Like I feel super alone. Look at what the fuck I'm doing here. You know, but the more that I talk, the more that I express, you know, the more that I'm discovering that, Hey, like people do relate to, you know it's like like the the Venn diagram that is me i finding people that are coming you know there's there's different circles and some people overlay almost fully some people overlay yeah. in this slight bit so i'm sure that there will be yeah an overlay and the the thing that's maybe you're discovering is is that you haven't been exposed to a wide enough sample selection to get that overlay like i had yeah. um it's not out yet but i spoke to a lady on the podcast she's a a a femdom hypnotist in a 24/7 um dom sub relationship with the goal of having total power um exchange right like this is like a niche um but like there's you know like there's people in that community right but and she's like growing that community you know it's very very, 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 she's like i think i can't remember the exact quote but she's like i'm a freak within freaks but the thing is is like
0: exactly you know Mm. she's found
1: a guy that's got a hypno kick right like you know and like and he's wanting to be like I haven't spoken to him um, I might you know have them Mm. on the podcast who knows but Mm. he he is like like I've drilled into their relationship and it's like you know how how alone could they potentially feel but they're within that community and it it exists you know like their their relationship Mm. is um quite a minority obviously Mm. it is quite unique and it's a fascinating conversation but it's not it's they're not alone, and I would imagine that no matter where, no no one's alone. And hopefully, um, your story will will discover this. I do want to drill down into it. Can you, whenever someone shares a kink like you've, I want you to tell me like what what is about the the heartbeat kink, the, like you actually like why why the heartbeat. And then, if we can go into the um the feeder or the 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 larger the how would you describe yeah. it like a feeder kink, um I suppose yeah. I suppose why or like I you know like I can I can sort of if if I think about what I'm into I can sort of half understand why sometimes you don't know you just sort of like it because you like it but if you have mm. some insight into why why these two things um appeal to you.
0: Yeah, and we can do some layers because who knows, maybe someone that is into this will come across it and it will really meet them where they are. It will. I guarantee you it will. So I would say they feed into each other. So if you've got someone that's quite overweight, then wouldn't their heartbeat be more interesting because it has to work harder?
1: Oh, okay. It
0: just would be more fascinating. It would have more ups and downs. There would be more differentiation like different spaces between the beats, which typically would happen if you're unhealthy. But then there's a psychological layer. So if someone's gotten to quite a big weight, they're likely an emotional eater. And the issues that cause them to be an emotional eater may be tied in with my early life trauma. I loved food. Ooh, okay. And my whole childhood, I was so scared of being overweight as an adult and a lot of my relatives really shamed me and poked my little tummy um, mm. to the point that, yeah, I grew up really skinny. Hmm. And so by proxy, I think I love the physical image of what I thought I was going to grow up into. And I had heart surgery. So they it's like self-love, what I didn't turn into.
1: <laughs> that's that's amazingly laid. Can I potentially posit mm. another layer? Like you're into the music, right? Is yep. there something um, musical about the heartbeat as well, like the, 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 the keeping time?
0: Yeah, I think so. There's a lot of musicians that are proper audiophiles. So to someone else, a heartbeat is like pretty boring. It might be comforting, but it's like a clock or a kick drum mm. in a piece. But to me, it's like, oh, maybe it's quite a fast one between the first and second beat or the top beats like really crunchy and if it's really crunchy sometimes you can almost hear like a triple sound in it wow or maybe it's really bassy that's pretty boring to me for some reason i'm not all about that bass i like
1: i like that you've got like a and of course you do like this is what i'm discovering there's so many intricacies right like to someone if i'm like i I'm know a who would kid,
0: think about it yeah no, but it's it's yeah.
1: amazing cuz like like who it makes so much logical sense to me now that you've said it but like the fact that you've got a preference for different types and styles of heartbeat is like just mm. amazing to me it makes it makes a lot of sense but i've i've never even thought of that as a thing one thing you know like that i've discovered with this this podcast down this path is people that are into impact play i've had maybe two or three of them on the podcast mention all of the physical side of things, the mental side of things, but the sound—they specifically mentioned uh. the sound of like the the wallop when it like when the paddle or the hand or whatever yeah. they hit, like the or like the whip, the whip crack sound. Like it's not it's not just the physical, mm. the sexual, like all of that sort of stuff. Like the sound itself is arousing to them, and it's like I didn't.
0: Yeah, and we know this with the monkeys supposedly. Some female monkeys will start to scream louder when they want to encourage their partner to come, yes, so they can get off and do other things
1: I well, was <laughs> oh, way to get them to hurry up <laughs> yeah that is brilliant i I heard that there's um you know like the the interplay between um like there's a there's a lot of females online. I see many memes of um you know like you know like send me an audio file of you coming like as a as a g you know the girl wanting that from a guy um. Mm. And I haven't looked in, I don't know the study. I can't, I can't cite it. Like I I say things come from the source because I look at lots of sources. Um, Mm. But basically this idea that the sound of, you know, the, the, the mutual sounds sort of like, provide this um sort of feedback loop of arousal and it sort of covers your own arousal level. So as someone's make, making vocalizations, you make vocalizations and it sort of like you can. Yeah, it amps you up and like the act of doing that yeah. with the sound of doing it sort of this almost like this sort of sexual sound uh orchestra sort of feeling where you're both it's rising. a duet. Yeah, duet. <laughs> um I gotta I wanna go I wanna go into the um the heartbeat and the um the, the, the feeder kink a little bit more. Have you listened mm. to your own heartbeat?
0: Oh, yeah, that's the easiest one because –
1: Do you like your own heartbeat?
0: I don't do it anymore. When I was younger, you know, that probably would have worked in three seconds, max 30 seconds. It's a very –
1: Really, to get yourself – Yeah. To get yourself off on your own heartbeat? Yeah. How how would you listen to it? Like with with a stethoscope or like with a –
0: Yeah, stethoscopes are pretty easy to find on the internet and then within mm -hmm. the cardiophile community – we can get pretty we can get pretty um nerdy about it so litman is the brand please
1: do tell, me, tell, tell yeah do do share for all. cardiophile okay cool new term hashtag please cardiophile. do tell me give me hashtag #cardiophile give me the um give me the um the uh, the download on the uh cardiophile cuz then um, if
0: you're going to get a setup. stethoscope so if you want to listen to your own heartbeat maybe there are other ways but i'm pretty sure a stethoscope is the only way and there there seems to be different frequencies that different brands pick up. So the main one that all doctors use hmm. and probably most cardiophiles is called Litman. Litman three M for anyone at home. That's what I've got. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, but you've said you don't. You're not. You're not. You don't. You don't self stimulate um, mm. down that path.
0: No. Huh. But
1: since your partner, or is this since like adulthood?
0: Maybe, yeah, since I just moved. I would say move out of home. That's so funny. Moved out of home. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, because I've got a real girlfriend now. So why would I use myself?
1: <laughs> Ooh, this is so sweet. It's is so cute. I love it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, so.
0: It feels like that's the realm that I hung in, and that was the safety little bubble that I used before I was ready to go in the big pool and explore real sex heartbeats. Ah. It worked for me and it was a very, yeah, comforting, innocent way to still, you know, get your needs met as an adult.
1: Was there any genital play with the heartbeat or is it purely audio?
0: It doesn't, yeah, I I can think or hear myself off. Wow! So sometimes it happens. To I am so
1: curious and so jealous. I wish I could hear myself off. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, 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 yeah, I've had I've had a few conversations down this path now, and like the the hypnotist lady was talking about it, and some other people have been talking about it as well. This idea of like thinking themselves into orgasm, yeah,
0: and the meditation and one as well. I have a friend Taylor who lives on the Gold Coast. Hi, Taylor. She does meditative or orgasm classes I'm pretty sure it's sort of like that more meditation Mm. ritual self-love and she yeah teaches women how to think themselves off as well
1: that's amazing what is like (laughs) oh I I know I've really got I've got to look into this (laughs) I'm jealous but I'm also curious because like I've I've um I've I've heard that it is possible and obviously it is possible Mm. um and 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 for men as well, like I, it's, it seems to be more common or more talked about. Um, I, I saw a video of a guy just no touching. He just he got erect and he came. Wow! Like no no touch. And I'm like this like not that I'm I'm not looking up that sort of stuff, but somehow you know you're scrolling the internet. It's okay and if pops you are. Up. That's the whole point
0: of this podcast. No, no, no.
1: <laughs> of course, no, it was. I don't like. I wish I remembered like how that came into my like thing but i'm like i was watching it i'm like this is like fascinating just watching this happen because like it, it's unheard of like it 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 it, it, um it blew my mind that such a thing is possible and since then i'm like anytime someone mentions yeah like thinking themselves off or listening themselves off that mm. that's um it opens up a whole realm of possibility because like it's it's all um
0: and you certainly can prolong mind. it you know how men say they might they might have sex a little bit slower or stimulate themselves less to prolong the experience mm. like you certainly can combine it but you don't have to mm. fascinating mm. so
1: oh okay <laughs> I, I get my mind that's like, like it blows my mind is it just just heartbeats or is there any other audio stimulation like oh. like maybe breathing or other like Is there any sort of other sort of bodily function or or extended sound-based things that would get you off or is it specific to the heartbeat?
0: I would normally say it's specific to the heartbeat, but of course now I'm an experienced lady. I can definitely say the breathing took me by surprise. I do love it. It's beautiful
1: hmm mm. just just once again listening to someone breathe mm. and I, I I can definitely feel that comfort like if you're laying on someone's chest and you know nice and warm the boobs are there the whole yeah. the whole experience you're feeling hugged and loved and comforted <laughs> and then you're just sort of falling into their space so It's like a connection with them right yeah
0: it's a super safe space for me
1: that's so that's so beautiful <laughs> okay. I, I like what you said earlier um with like loving or like being attracted to the person or this kind of person that you thought you would become based on the, based on the shaming that you had. Like that's, that's a fascinating, um, fascinating, uh, like, like introspective knowledge.
0: And it, it probably was a point that I, I had to heal that to get over it in a way I had to trace it back. And I did again mm. use medical journals. I was like, like what are the psychological causes of obesity and finding out things like borderline personality disorder. They're very impulsive, they're very emotional, so they often use um, eating and substance abuse. And, you know, I suppose food is considered substance abuse to deal with um, emotions and not knowing how to process big feelings.
1: And and the the relation to that, or seeing the potential future in yourself.
0: Yeah. So that's, that'd be a, one of those karmic good matches for me in the sense that my early life was really traumatic. So we, we'd be a vibrational match. Mm. We'd have similar emotional issues.
1: I wanted to, to to sort of bring it back to your, to your current partner. Mm. You, you have this, this, this flash, this, this, you know, beautiful moment. Um, and I think you said that you, you were leaving your partner and that she was leaving hers as well. Mm. Was she with a a woman or a man prior?
0: She was with a woman. And unfortunately for her, like her breakup was terrible and it went really bad mm. and it caused that woman a lot of pain. Whereas not that it didn't cause my husband a lot of pain, but he was very much like he knew I was gay He probably somewhat deep down knew that day was always coming and Mm. we were quite left brain about it, whereas her partner still long into the next year still kept messaging her really shamey stuff. Like I've I've told my niece and nephew that she's not with us anymore because she's been a bad girl, she's done bad things. And just telling whoever will listen, like, here we go again, another person's, you know. Oh, Broke that's in rough. My heart. So there was a lot of shame, and yeah, it just it destroyed her happiness for a long time.
1: I could imagine that's it's um. Anytime there's a rough breakup, it's it's obviously like adds negativity. Did, mm. So so has she always been um with um like with other women, or is she she been yeah. with men in the past as well? Or she so she's always been well, lesbian. She's
0: pretty much a gold star lesbian. Yeah, gold and star. She's-
1: She's very gold, proud about that. What's, what's a gold star lesbian? Just, um, give, he hasn't like to been define penetrated with
0: the D. <laughs> Ooh,
1: very, okay, pure pure gold star. Yeah, okay.
0: No, yeah.
1: Um, mm, okay, yep.
0: I, like I think, to. yeah, I'll make sure not to go too much into her personal history just in case you wouldn't want that, but um, she's definitely out and proud and a gold star lesbian. I like it. Has never been with a guy, never been married.
1: Ooh. Um, I
0: know, I'm very lucky in that respect.
1: How so? Like, as in as in that you've had that experience or that you... Oh,
0: no, that she, well, in a sense, because her parents raised her to always be able to be out, and she doesn't have all of this shame and trauma around men. She doesn't have traumatic history, uh, traumatic memories with men. And, of course, she was with probably a number of women, which means... We're in love. We're together. We're committed, but she's quite, she's quite good at what she does.
1: Oh, lovely! And that
0: works for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're dating the older woman in this sense, so um, you do have that uh, that lead in.
0: Oh, like technically she's older than me, but definitely personality-wise, she feels quite youthful. I think.
1: Well, that's good.
0: There's a role reversal there as far as age goes. I'm very old. I'm an old soul.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I. I, I see we're coming up on time so I do want to um, yeah. I don't want to I don't want to hold on to you for too lo- too much longer. I do want to give you an opportunity to um bring it back to to any like sort of close any loops that we have that we've opened. Mm. Um and also just sort of if you want to um bring up anything or end end with something um a message or that something that you want to sort of um sort of summarize like any any sort of thing like that um mm.
0: floors yours Thank you. Well, thank you for having me on. This has been a real treat, getting to just openly discuss whatever we want. And, yeah, I I feel like this is really important because as an ex-Christian, somewhat, and as an intellectual as well, it's it's almost unheard of. As soon as you start talking about sex, they're like, oh, well, maybe she isn't that smart or maybe she isn't that spiritual. And I want to break new ground and be like, you absolutely can be completely connected to your body, physical reality, have good quality, beautiful love making with whoever you want, and be smart and spiritual. I'm mm. on, people. So yeah, I appreciate you <laughs> being part of this conversation, helping waking people up to that.
1: I, I hope I hope that we can do that because that's that's I mean like those three things, like you know, physicality, sexuality, and spirit, like spirituality, like intellect, right. like I don't know, I've, I've, I've stuffed up the counting. Um- You're
0: like, <laughs> you know, these four things, three. These four,
1: these four <laughs> whatever it is, but like, like, the, yeah. there's, there's the core nature of what it means to be a human, right? Is mm. you know, like connecting on an intellectual level, on a physical level, on a spiritual level, on an emotional level, like why, mm. why, why. There was, there was a quote from someone that was basically like, if you're so smart, like to the intellectuals, why are you still sad? Like, as in, like, you know, if you're so smart, you will have figured this out. And the fact that you haven't suggests that you're not smart enough in the right ways, you know, like sort of like a bit of an ego cut. And like, there are Mm -hmm. ways to, um, you know, that you can, you work on happiness. And perhaps one of them, if you're unhappy is to look at the different aspects of your life that you're Mm -hmm. neglecting. Like look at the physical. If you're hyper spiritual or hyper intellectual and you're still not satisfied exactly. like yeah, like yeah you yeah go down the spiritual path, go down the intellectual path, but also mm. go down the physical path, go down the relationship path, and mm. um be open
0: <laughs> it's brave, it's brave to do that, especially if you actually are getting a bit of a superiority kick from being in one of the other realms most of the time
1: you, you've brought that up a lot, it sounds like there's a big um a bigger Maybe you're issue. not aware
0: of that within Christianity. Absolutely, you're you're very superior if you've mm. died to your flesh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so if you've just, it's just this is like it's it's all about the the higher force. But you're saying that yeah, with the if intellectuals you've as well.
0: <laughs> transcended all human attachments. Uh, uh,
1: see, I don't know if that's possible. That sounds like a like a um, a state of being that's like, oh look, cool. look at how good I am.
0: You can do it. And I almost feel like a lot of my marriage I I did do it. Towards the end I was very spiritual, very intellectual, reading a lot and not sexual, Mm. and that felt safe. Again, like the math thing with numbers. Mm. It was a very non-threatening thing.
1: There's a vulnerability of the flesh. Yeah. um, Of being being open, like... Openly and connecting, and I mean, like, like it sort of brings it back to the 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 heartbeat kink. Like you're you're literally hear, hearing their life essence. Do you do know what mm, I mean? Like that's, that's what like, it feels
0: like. Yeah,
1: well, it is. I mean, like you're you're listening to the thing that's keeping their body and mind alive, not right? True. Like, yeah, it's like, it's like literally is their essence. It's it's not. It's it's like it's spiritual, but it's also like the actual physical thing. um mm. it's, <laughs> mm. Sorry, I think I might have interrupted you. Um, any other uh, other little little tie-ins that we've got going on here? Because we're um hmm. we've sort of covered a few different things, but I just I just really did appreciate the uh the 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 connection description that you described. Um, see your 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 new partner from across the room. It's um beautiful.
0: Oh, that sort of connection. Sorry, I thought you meant tying topics together. Oh no, no either either well, connect,
1: either way, tie, tie the topics in, talk on whatever. It's all good.
0: That's the funny thing. We were both with other people. I saw her from across the room and basically from then on I felt pretty assured that she was my wife. Like that's it. And that makes for a hell of a commitment, which means we've been able to work through a lot of our childhood wounds together and Mm. it hasn't been easy. But we've got that assurance. Like we both just went, bam, that's it. However hard it is is how hard it is, which won't be forever and it sort of is tapering off a lot Mm. now. Yeah.
1: that's It's so beautiful. underlying going. I really hope mm. that everyone can find a connection or connections that bring them such um, clarity and healing. And, you know, yeah, like hopefully clarity. this conversation can let give people that spark of hope that they're not alone, that, you know, like, yeah, mm. you might jump onto a different aspect of this. Like I've said, I know a few people that are going through or have gone through recently what you're describing um, mm. for, for possibly for similar reasons actually now that i think about it actually very similar reasons with the um the christianity into mm. um you know lesbian sort of sort of stuff like there's <laughs> you know the shame and like it's it really it i'm not saying it's common but like i'm sure there is a commonality of that because like yeah there's oh
0: it's huge my heart breaks my i've had to grieve so much for what could have been and how healthy and happy and out I could have been because it just does make you psychically sick keeping secrets like that, mm. and even hiding your own authentic self from yourself.
1: Have Have you gone back to you? You mentioned your 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 dad talking about the um the yard and stuff. Have you come out to your parents? Have you? Oh gone, yeah, down that, that was a
0: really emotional day. So at the end of twenty twenty, you know, I, w- I was driving to their house. It takes about an hour. Depends where I was living. Took a while to get to their house, mm. and the whole time I was just like, "Oh my god, I'm doing this." Ah.
1: <laughs> and and, and
0: they were, my dad was really good about it. My mum cried uh, for about a month. I would say,
1: um, oh, but I think it
0: probably was quite a fear for her because the way she was raised is that a man is the like vessel through which you get protection and security and financial really. resources. So she would have definitely been fearing for my life and not having those things.
1: There's a lot of um, cultural and religious baggage that sounds like it's been piled on. Like like just that, like were they, did they come back at you from a religious perspective as well or was that sort of?
0: Oh, no, it it made our relationship all the way beautiful. From then on, as soon as I came out, I felt their love and I felt like we... We had a proper all the way genuine connection, which I'd never felt before. So, I could have, I should have been, you know, on the side of the road shooting up the way that certain things happened early on in life. So, yeah, so so, I'm so it's almost like you rep.
1: you came to terms with your own truth, and they then just were able to sort of like you got a yeah. deeper connection almost when you accepted that.
0: Yeah. Wow. Very that, much
1: so. What a lesson, right? Like that That to me says like if you're like hiding something or you're in the closet yes. or if you're like yeah. just fucking like if if you're waiting for a sign to take the next step, like this is it, right? Like,
0: <laughs> If you're listening to this podcast and you're married or you're not sure if you want to come out, tomorrow is a new day and you can just decide mm. that you're going to do it if you want to do it or if you feel like you need to do it to individuate. There's Jungian psychology. Or yeah, just to let go of the conditioning and societal pressures. Yeah. Could, could you Let's imagine
1: imagine if he didn't make that decision? You know, if, if he's if he shaved his beard that day and wasn't scratchy, you know, <laughs> like, oh, you didn't see that, um you didn't see the uh the 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 study. Um and like you know, <laughs> the
0: pupil study was so important, man.
1: <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like like you would still be feeling that same like, you know, like the same internal shame the same disconnect you know Mm. the disconnect between your family and now like yeah serendipitously you know she walks in you get this spark the beard thing you see this you see the thing it's like it feels feels very um like mystical in 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 the way that things sort of have come together if anyone
0: wants to make a netflix special on my relationship
1: (laughs) hey it sounds like there could be a could be a, a few stories in there, and you could go the drama down the um the partner breakups as well, and like have oh, have a man. little bit. <laughs> I I really do appreciate your time, um, and Me the too. open honesty and the vulnerability because, I mean, like you know, just having gone through that itself would be open and honest and like vulnerable and all of that sort of stuff, and then to express it and talk mm. about it with such um such depth and such like sort of openness would be hard. So I really, truly appreciate that. And I I know that people will have um, gotten a lot from it. And I'll, um, if anyone messages me, I'll pass it on to you um, to, 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 to like keep, keep pinging you update on that one. So thank thank you you so much. Just want to give a massive thanks to Esther for coming onto the podcast. Like I said, in the intro, this conversation was quite open and honest and vulnerable and provided a much-needed insight into a world that more and more people are having to deal with. I just love the almost fairy tale, romantic nature of how her and her current partner got together, how they're so in love, and how she's no longer needing to hear the heartbeats of anyone else, even herself, because she's found the right food to satisfy her desires. Once again, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, the best thing you can do is give it a rate and review and tell someone about it. You could also grab a copy of my book, Kink, Volume 1. It's a collection of BDSM and kinky inspired short fiction and poetry. The ebook is just a couple of bucks, and I narrate the audiobook. You could also consider signing up to the Patreon. Patreon supporters on the $5 per month tier get early access to all episodes. At the time of recording, that would mean seven bonus episodes. I release these episodes every two weeks, but if you're a supporter, you would have access to them now. You also get exclusive access to the community Discord channel, where you can post, discuss, and connect. I'm in there every day. You also get exclusive access to the Sultry bites. Two to ten minute snippets of me talking sex, sexuality, fun and play. You'll also get a chance to interview me on the podcast. Sometime soon, I'm going to raffle the chance to my Patreons for whoever wants to, to interview me on the podcast. I'll ask the general community for questions and you can take the interview wherever you like it. So if you'd like those benefits and many more, head over to the Patreon and sign up to the $5 per month tier your support makes a massive difference. And on that note, I just want to give a massive shout out and a massive thank you to Holly Rudolph and Heather Lee for jumping on board the Patreon. You are both gems. And finally, if you'd like to be a guest or a sponsor of the podcast, hit me up on social media or shoot me an email. Links to those and everything I've discussed are in the show notes. And now, I leave you with a piece from the book, Kink. Volume 1. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Greg's Confession I never intended to cheat, yet here we are. Every time we catch up, I swear to myself, I will end it. Then of course, we fuck, and I vow it would be the last time. I hold out a day, or even a week, but inevitably, I find myself reaching for my phone and messaging her. Rinse and repeat. She has become my mistress, and I'm a slave to her every whim. The sex is glorious. She does things to me that I thought only happened in porn. That first time, my god, it may have just given me an exhibitionist fetish, or at least a deeper appreciation for the privacy afforded by well-planned stadium architecture. Oh, and I'm sure that I don't need to explain how hard it is to say no when she turns up to my work site during lunch break wearing scant more than a trench cone. could, of course, choose not to tell her what location I will be at that day. But now that we have a good thing going, why would I want to stop? And don't get me started on her online presence. I think she's turning pro with all the attention she gets, and deservedly so. But it goes beyond just sex. When I'm with her, I feel alive. I feel young again. I feel like I'm rediscovering myself. Then I return home and reality comes crashing down. I instantly feel drained around my wife. We have the same conversations about the same people who are having the same dramas. We do the same things and get the same results. I'm hardly able to get it up for her anymore. It's not that she is not attractive, it's just that when you've been living with someone for that long, you get used to seeing their body all the time. It is no longer special. She changes things up occasionally. Now she's gone blonde and taken to wearing a new perfume. But it's all just window dressing, really. New hair, same person. I guess you could say that I'm just bored. I suppose it was that feeling of boredom that led me to experiment wider than just her. Once I accepted that I was a cheater, I took a long hard look at myself and discovered other unfulfilled fantasies. Things that my wife simply cannot provide me. Things that no woman could possibly provide me. I'm quite submissive in life, and I guess I am in the bedroom as well. I love being told what to do and when. It takes away all my anxiety. If I do not have to choose what happens, I'm free to simply embrace the moment. What my mistress commands, I obey. I'm not going to lie, when she suggested bringing in another man, I was hesitant. But she gently, and then not so gently, pushed me to accept my role and take what was coming. It was an experience I will never forget, and most certainly one that I want to repeat. Should my mistress allow it, of course. I do not think my wife would be keen for any of that. To be honest, I'm too afraid to ask her. How could I possibly start that conversation? Hey, would you please use me as a footstool whilst another man fucks your face? I'll find it super hot. What about you? No. I don't see that happening any time soon. breast flesh. My face is pressed against her chest, crushed by breast flesh, smothered in the soft caress of her warm, welcoming press. I surrender, hypnotized by her heartbeat, softly surrounded by her embrace.
0: You've been listening to the Kinky Conversations Podcast.